2: And welcome to the Chronicles of Nania, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This week, I'm so excited because I have not one, but two amazing guests. I have Katie Visser and Leah Friars on to talk about being a nanny and an artiste at the same time. <laughs>
1: mm, yes.
2: Yes. Hello. <laughs> welcome, Katie and Leah. Hello. Hi. It's so nice to have y'all here. It's great it's, to be here. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get started talking about balancing nanny life and artist life, um, I would love to hear actually like kind of quickly, but both of y'all's journeys, both as nannies and artists. So that's going to be a lot. So, you know, Sparknotes version. But I just want to hear like that journey. Um, Katie, how about you? You head us up here.
0: Sure. Um, Okay. So (laughs) in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so I am, I'll just go backwards. I'm currently in Los Angeles. I work full time as an assistant at a production company for TV. And I, um, before that worked on set for a particular show for a bit, Um, And uh, before moving to LA, I was in Chicago doing sketch comedy, stand up, all of that good stuff for three years uh, before this. And so I've always kind of been on a a writing track. The performing side kind of came a little bit later. I got my master's um, right after college. I went right into my master's program in creative writing um, in Milwaukee and was also a copywriter during that time. So I've written in like all different industries, over the years. And um, the nannying uh, actually came into play when I started doing theater, uh, right around the same time. When I moved to Chicago for uh, Second City's writing program, I um, uh, started nannying actually right after I moved to Chicago. Uh, my, it was my sister's idea. She takes credit for it to this day. She, <laughs> she very much takes credit for the fact that she was like, you know, I, I'm also the oldest of six children. I've been babysitting my entire life. And for, for, you know, my siblings, my cousins, for everyone, just like, you can put a baby in my arms at any point And I will not even notice. And I'll just carry on with my day and be fine. And she was like, what about nannying? And then I actually used, um, I used care.com to find nannying families. I've uh, ever since then always found my nannying families on care.com. It's been great. Um, wow. I don't know if I like, like to the, plug things but <laughs>
2: you're like the one success story I've ever <laughs> Are heard. they a sponsor? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, They're
0: not. Can, we, <laughs> can they sponsor us? <laughs> yeah um, sponsor us care. But it was it was very it was a really like I had never ever thought about uh nannying full time before I had always babysat like through every stage of my life, but I had never thought about it until she was like, well, you could, you know, do that as a day job while you're in um, theater classes and, and like, you know, doing sketch shows and stuff like that. And it's, it's really worked out well. So I, so I have nannied for families in Chicago and Los Angeles. I think that's kind of everything. Maybe. That was a good <laughs> <Yes>. notes version. <laughs> awesome. All right.
1: awesome.
2: Thank you, Katie. And Leah.
1: Yes. So um, I'll work backwards too. I am, have also been in LA for almost four years now. Currently, I work as a video editor for a comedy streaming service. Um, and I have done a little bit of nannying in LA Um, or babysitting. It's kind of a little bit of both. Um, And through Katie, knowing (laughs) actually families that she nannied for. Before that, I was in Chicago for five years and I was a full-time nanny. Um, I was also working with my sketch group called Pure and Weary. So it's me and another woman, Catherine Biskupik. And we were doing sketch comedy together basically the whole time we've been in Chicago. I studied at Second City, The Annoyance, a little bit at IO. And before that, um, like fresh out of college, I like Katie, I was always a babysitter growing up. And then fresh out of college, I needed work. So I became my mom's a midwife actually so she has a lot of connections to children <laughs> and I became a nanny through one of her former clients and um was with a family who moved to Atlanta for a little bit so I like f- went with them lived down there for a little bit decided I wanted to do comedy moved to Chicago needed work and was like well this is what I know how to do so I became a full-time nanny was there for five years, I think I said, Um, two different families. The first one I actually also found on care.com, but the next one was through a family that I knew. So yeah, that's pretty much my story.
2: (laughs) Well done. And I will also add that Leah and I met doing um, a play called Playboy of the Western World. That's right. Um, That was where we originally met and then we became a nanny squad. That's right. or you allowed me to join your.
1: Oh, we body. need it all. You need all the help you can get. So is the text in the morning. What are we doing today?
2: Yes. Yes. Where are we going? What are we doing? That's right. Um, I love it. Um, meet you at Pickles. Yes. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Pickles. Um, oh, that was, no. Oh, oh cool. yeah. Did you not know? I didn't think I knew that. Oh, no. Pickles oh, Playroom closed. So there was this place called Pickles Playroom in Chicago, and Leah and I would meet up there frequently.
1: Um, it was and it so is great. Now... A play cafe that also did haircuts. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> They did so many things. I forgot. They also had like music classes there. And like, yeah, they art did. Classes.
1: And movie nights. I remember. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That was a cool place. That's sad. And they
2: would like, sometimes they would theme the music, which was really fun too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It depended
2: on who was working. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, that's a little bit of background on, and then I met Katie through Leah. Um, we actually and we met at the um, nature museum.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, ran yes. into each other. Ran into yeah, each
0: other on our in our nanny day. And, had, so, and that is
1: r- recognize each other through yeah, theater.
0: That is kind of a fun. I think that's maybe a fun detail to mention that the re- that the way Leah and I know each other is that I was we, yeah we had all of our nanny and kids at the nature museum <laughs> and I noticed her from across the room and I was like I swear I know that girl from theater and. We had never, we knew, so- we had so many, mutual, so many people mutual people in common, had never done shows together, but had been doing shows at the same theater around each other and around <laughs> each other. And I think, I find it very ironic that the way we actually met was with our nannying children like, yeah. at, yes. the, at the,
1: and then Katie theater. moved out just like a couple months before Catherine and I did. Yep. And that's, yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, I know someone who's living out there that we should just like hook up with. And yes, this is now she's now-, uh, now we're a squad. Yes.
0: <laughs> We've got a squad. Yes. Yes. yes.
2: And yeah. and to have someone to support you in both nanny life and artist life is so important. And Hard to find.
1: Oh, so hard. I mean, yes, we because yes. we actually do babysit for the same kids mm-hmm. sometimes, and you know, we'll be with our group of friends and we'll just have a side oh conversation for like forty-five <laughs> minutes about these it's children, really and yeah. everyone's like, "Are they done?" And we're like, "No, but you know what I'm talking." We have about.
0: <laughs> gotten feedback that, at times that we can be done talking about that's the children enough, now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we'll be like, uh, "One of us." We will definitely be out with friends, and one of us has just. Babysat for these children, and we will get to you know, dinner or whatever, or party and be like, okay, so she was doing this or that or whatever, and just like recap the day. Because <laughs> I want <laughs> to know. Moment. She wants to know. Yes. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Uh, absolutely. Okay. So I um one of the reasons that I wanted to do this episode is because I got an email about it. Um, and I have gotten permission to read this email. Um, and so I want to read the email that, or the part that is about this, um, so that we know what we're talking about, like the reason Mm -hmm. that we're recording this. Um, so Julie says, so I have grown to love my job. I enjoy reading the nanny magazine and staying up to date with your episodes so I can progress more in my career. I'm also planning on taking a natu- an actual nanny course and I am super excited. However, I have this other side of me that is ultra creative, rebellious, weird and limit pushing. I grew up as a dancer and a performer and that part of me just can't seem to go away. I play guitar and sing and write songs and I want to pursue a career in music. I want to be in a band, create music videos with dancers and send and express so much love into the world in hopes of saving others through connection, which is more important now than ever. This is Martha talking, not the email, back to the email. (laughs) However, I have this old naggy Nancy voice that says that I can't do both. I feel nervous that if I focus on music then I won't have time to progress as a nanny and vice versa. Do you think I can do both? I mean, obviously I have to see where the wind blows and perhaps when I pursue music and it goes pretty far I could just nanny less and then come back to it and vice versa. But for some reason I have trouble with the thought And it's hard for me to take the steps needed to pursue all my dreams. I guess I just feel odd because I am having trouble relating with anyone else in the nanny industry with this inner dilemma. Do you have any thoughts, suggestions, or tips in your nanny teacher tool belt? Um, And so my thought (laughs) immediately was like, well, I know two people that are currently doing this balance really, really well. Um, Because I feel like, so I did it for a while right like I did the artist life I was doing plays I was doing second city Leah and I were also in a sketch group together called robot and inventor um putting on shows all of that and then I moved away from it um, because my creativity had room in nannying Um, I, it had enough space and actually this podcast was a big part of that, that putting out this podcast is a creative outlet for me and it fills my cup in that way.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so, and then I also went back to school and so (laughs) I kind of rolled (laughs) out like plays. Um, (laughs) and I get to, so there's this type of therapy that I'm really drawn to called experiential therapy, um, that, I get to use a lot of those creative skills from my, um, my theater background as well. Um, but I'm curious about your all's thoughts, Leah. Let's, let's hear a little bit about how you can balance the two and.
1: and yeah. All that stuff. Well, I think interesting that you said that you kind of fill that creative outlet through nannying, because I totally felt that as well. Yep. Um, that it was kind of an extension of creative. I mean, I was doing sketch. It's obviously very different. Our sketch wasn't as kid friendly and appropriate, (laughs) Um, but but, um, was able to take some of that because I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't get a master's. I didn't, you know, but I studied theater and so I know how to play those games and, What's great is that kids love to play those games. (laughs) So I did a lot of playing with the kids that I would nanny. And I think I was also an influence in some way for them. Like some of the kids that I nannied actually started to take theater classes or would want to, you know, we'd have afternoons where we put on our own shows Mm -hmm. or I knew how to film and edit. So um, some older kids that I would Babysit and nanny for would want to make their own movies. So we like, and that's something that they have to take with them later on, even if they don't ever end up doing theater or film or TV or anything with that, they have those experiences and those uh, memories and the physical movies that they made, which is super fun, I think, to look back on those. Um, But I think that that helped in a way. And also, Catherine and I were very lucky in that. Um, one of the families that I worked for were so supportive of what we were doing and they would come see our shows and everything but also we were able to use one of the kids in a lot of our sketch videos which was very fun and it was fun for them to see one of their kids and again like they have these physical memories of their kid being these sketches that were appropriate. They were fine. It was okay for them to be in it. We definitely got all the permissions and everything. Um, yeah, but it was really fun. So I definitely think it was also an extension of what I was doing and luckily was able to do both and didn't feel burnt out by it It was kind of more inspiring. It was an inspiration. I got material from doing these things. And I think Katie will be able to talk on that too. Cause of what you want to do. I'll let you talk about that. But, um, yeah, I, I think it was, it was fun and it was, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You can tie the two together. Absolutely. um, Really in a really lovely way. And I also think that all three of our experiences shows that there is kind of this nice thing about often nannying is during the day. Um, the, the hours that they need you are right during the day right. and often your life as an artist is at night Absolutely. Um, and although exhausting,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that works. works out well. <laughs> You're tired all the time, but the hours are per- right. perfectly suited. I was going to actually, I was going to say when we first talked about, um, about having this conversation today my first thought in answer to the question, like, are the two compatible? I was like, they're extremely compatible because just from a pure hour standpoint, how I've always done it is to nanny Monday through Friday during the day and to have rehearsals and at night shows on the weekend, whatever you can, I feel like schedule wise, they're a really nice balance usually. Yeah.
1: And when I first moved to Chicago too, and found out that a bunch of uh, artists were working in the like service industry. I did not understand how they were making that right, work. Right, like right. but you make the most money on nights and weekends, yeah. but that's yeah. when you have shows. So how are you doing all of that? and nanning was just perfect. It wasn't a day job. You weren't sitting behind a desk. You still get to be creative. You're,
0: mm-hmm. you know. And you're using a different part of your brain. I think you can, like, I felt like I, if I was writing and rehearsing and like, you know, doing or, you know, producing all of it, all of the creative stuff. Um, it often and actually now that I I've been now that I'm not nannying full time and I just see my previous nannying family, I will I will watch their kids for them on like a Saturday, you know, randomly and, and and Leah does too for the same family. And when we're there now on a Saturday, I literally and I'm working in TV production all week long, long hours, very demanding. I go to their house on a Saturday morning. I'm like, we just have to play. That's oh, all exactly we have to absolutely do right now. <laughs> I have to. I have been told that this butterfly is the queen of the butterflies. Yep. And all I have to do is sit on the floor and be this queen butterfly right now for the next like 45 minutes. Yeah. It's very relaxing. It is. I totally it agree. Is.
1: And being able to share, like, I have shared so many of my videos with the kids that I've made yeah, yeah. like whether they understand it or not, they're seeing like us on a little tv and they're like that's cool
0: (laughs) yeah yeah oh they they, yeah they can they can be very fascinated with it yeah for sure Um, you're like a little
1: celebrity to them yes Yes. i
0: did have one of the kids that i nannied in chicago i had a tech rehearsal for a show one night and i got ready for it at their house and um he was like four years old at the time Obviously, like, I don't know. We're, we're probably all different. Everybody has a different take on this. I didn't wear very much makeup nannying. I did not really do that very much, and very much presented myself to them differently than I was on stage. And so, when I got ready for my show at their house, uh, I came out of the bathroom like with a full face of makeup, and he was just staring at me, like <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And then he's and hes and his parents were like, "What are you doing?" And he just like is staring the lip, and then he goes, "What is that?" It's like like what is that on your face and I was explaining and he goes oh yeah i i like you without that stuff Aww. like and it was like very heartwarming and sweet but it was like he was very much fascinated like what do you do <laughs> like what is this
2: <laughs> I had a similar experience i had to get ready for a show at uh at a nanny family and i'm also i don't wear very much makeup uh nannying cuz For me, I'm like, why? Um,
0: (laughs) They're gonna spit on you. (laughs) Yeah. But
2: I, if if you are a nanny who does wear makeup, get it. Like that's also wonderful. But for me, I'm just like, I'm already rushing in the morning, so I'm not adding that to my day. Um, Right. But anyway, and I came, I came out of the bathroom, and they were like, "Why do you look so weird?" It was (laughs) like, "You look weird." I was like well like better weird or (laughs) I was like what does it mean um so yeah it is funny and and I did um quite a bit of children's theater as well and so inviting kids to see you in a a children's
1: play oh yeah yeah and that I I got to do that too as well I was in um a version of Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. And so around Christmas time, the nanny kids got to come see and I was Mrs. Claus and had like this old wig. And I, and we came out into the audience at one point and I remember one of the kids was terrified of me. (laughs) I came up to him like, no, it's me. Hello. And they were like, "Ah, no, get away from me. (laughs) I
2: I love it. Yeah. Um, one of the shows I was in, uh, was through, uh, compass creative dramatics who has been on the show before. And, um, and it was so funny because I was in the show, the kids that my former nanny kids came to see it. And then they were in the show the next season because that's the way compass does it. Um, and so I had played one of the crocodiles, uh, in Peter Pan and then the next, uh, season when they did it, one of my nanny kids was Captain Hook, which is just so lovely. Fun. Oh,
1: that's great. Um,
2: and so we got to, you know, when I was with them, we got to like play around a little bit with um because the crocodile and Captain Hook have scenes together, yeah, as you sure. may guess. So we got to like fact that out. It was really fun. Yep. Um yeah. And I, I think that it's such a lovely example um to kids because a lot of the world tells us what Julie is experiencing of like, of what this nanny is experiencing of like, you can't have both. And I think modeling for children that you you can, you can have a job that is fulfilling and pays bills um, and that you can also have this life as an artist that may or may not, Pay all the bills, um, may or may not. I mean, either can be fulfilling or not, depending on your situation. But um, modeling that is really important. I think, Katie, do you have thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, um, I I totally agree, and I think that they they soak all of that up. They they can see. I think it's great to um, show them all the different parts of your life and what you are and you being a full person is huge. Um, they, and I, some of them are like obsessed with that. They're like, Oh, okay. And like, and then what, and then what else? And they're very, they're very interested. And it's, it's great. I, I, like you said, it's like showing them being a, like a, a fully, you know, fleshed out person that can do like, like responsible things and creative things and like all that it's yeah. Um, and I think in, in addition to like setting a good, good example for the kids, it's great for us to, to be like, I, I, I would say in answer, her name is Julie, right? An mm-hmm. answer to that, her question specifically, I would say, like, I think not only can you do both, it is good for you to do both. Honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is, it will make you feel good to do both things because it is hard. Like, I mean, the you know, everybody has talked about it. It, The one of the hardest things about being in the arts is how do you support yourself, obviously, and you have to, and we we have to support ourselves financially. Uh, You can't get around that. And I spent a lot of time feeling, I think, I think when I was younger, I felt really self-conscious about that and really like, well, why is my thing not my thing that I like to do, not just like my career already, like just my full-time thing already. And I felt like really self-conscious about that. But, um, you, if you can flip that script, I think it's very fulfilling to be like, to be like, I can be creative. I'm taking care of myself. I'm supporting myself. I'm doing all of these things to like really, um, to, to feed all those different sides of me. You know what I mean? It's like, it's something you can be proud of to do both at the same time, I think. Um, yeah.
2: And I think they help each other you know, as you get more in tune with your creative life, it helps you as a nanny. And I think that the skills that you learn, like my improv has helped me more than anything as yes. a nanny, like learning to find the yes. Yes. Like
1: I, <laughs> listening you to your you. scene
2: partner. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Like And even with things like co-regulation with a nanny kid, like I I know that I am better at that because of my work in improv, which is not my, my favorite thing to do. It was a stretch for me anyway. I love having the script. I love somebody else telling me what to say, but um, in life, we don't get that. And so I, I really appreciated um, my lessons that I learned in improv and how they apply to nannying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I also think it's interesting that Julie mentioned this rebellious side of her and that not maybe aligning with being a nanny, because I think that that's also really important to not stifle that. Um, I do still do and did some burlesque performing when I was a nanny and still do it now. And it's not something that I'm like, posting all the time about, you know, on social media and everything. And luckily, like the parents that I've been with, have worked for, have been super okay with all of that. Um, But that's, you know, not completely appropriate for children right now, but it's something that is a part of me. And I'm not going to stop doing it because it's something that, I don't. I don't think aligns completely with nannying. Um, So I think that that's really important to not get rid of those rebellious thoughts. Like if there's something that she wants to sing about, sing about it. You know, get it out there in the world. That is an outlet for you. You can't just always. They're not your children. You know, when you're right. nannying, like you, you can be respectful, but then also have another side of you. That's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think that. If, you, if it's something that um, nannies are who are listening are worried about, I think back to communication, like we say all the freaking time on this podcast, like mm-hmm. that's so important of being like, you know, I wrote this song. It's out there. I wanted to give you a heads up. Like it's a little like it's not appropriate for the kids to listen to or yeah. something like that so that the family doesn't wander onto it. Sure. And like be yep. feel surprised by it, you yeah. know, but when you are
0: off the clock, you are off the clock. Absolutely. And I also just want to say like, you know, that's just all of life. There are things that are appropriate for children and inappropriate for children. And that's just all of life. And so like, I mean, I must, I would assume that a lot of people's parents that you're working for watch television well they're not going to be watching only kid friendly (laughs) things all the time right right? when the kids go to bed we are writing or performing entertainment for people that's not age appropriate to Darnanian kids that's normal that's totally just life you know there's things that they'll watch and things they won't and i you know that's just true for all creatives and that's true for i know parents i've nannied for a lot of parents who are creatives too who are in the arts themselves You know, they're and they're, you know, either, you know, writing or producing or whatever, uh, act, you know, acting in things that their kids can see or can't see. And that's just normal, you know. Right. Right. And you hear all the time, like,
2: you know, celebrities saying, Well, I'm going to do this movie so that my kids can finally watch something. Exactly. Done. Um, Or believe, you know, like The Rock (laughs) was in Moana and it's his kid right? <laughs> believe it but um <laughs> or it's that's like amazing. there's that video of like he's singing it to her um and she's like you like you sound like <laughs> like maui. like, maui. like <laughs> maui or something i can't remember the exact video but there is a video of her like not putting it
0: together like, she's like her that's, her a, good, that's a good impression dad <laughs> yeah. good impression. Yeah, something like that
2: that's awesome. <laughs> um which is just so funny to me. Um but I yes, I completely agree and I think that like anything um it's about boundaries and also finding like the appropriate times for it because Absolutely. like yeah. If you invited the children to a burlesque show. That bad, wouldn't be okay. I'm not going to be move. getting
1: ready for that tech rehearsal at that house. Right, not exactly. Happen. Exactly. Um, but if the parents want to find a babysitter and come exactly, later, you know. Yeah.
2: Then that's okay. Yeah. Um, and I also think that highlights the importance of... Uh, that interview process and really finding a nanny family that aligns with your values. Absolutely. Um, right. so that there isn't this tension later on, you know, if the nanny family is, um, super conservative in how they see the world and you are super liberal in how you yeah. see the world that it, it, can be done, but it's going to be a harder road. Um, especially, as an artist and a mm-hmm. nanny, I think that I
0: think take- I, and I, yes. I have, um, ex- what's that?
2: I was oh. just
1: going to say, you should <laughs> tell about, um, what am I telling? the last nanny family was like, this is your last nanny family. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and, bef- and before I go into that, I, I want to just say, I have had both experiences. I have worked with, um, families who are not super politically aligned the same way I am. And I've also worked with families who are like exactly aligned the way I am with, with me politically. And, once that happened, like my most recent family that I've worked for, they, you know, we're so similar in how we see the world. And that has been such a breath of fresh air. Mm. You just feel very free and very, like, you feel like, you know, everybody in this room is on the same page. We're like, we're teaching the kids how to see the world in the same way. It's, it's great. You know, and that's a really excellent feeling if you can find that. And you can
1: talk about things other than just the kids
0: because and you do, sometimes right, you do. in those yes. families where you yes. don't, don't align, that's all you talk about is what happened that day and, and I that's that. it. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah, that, that for yeah. sure. And so it, may, it, it makes it easier. I think on us as nannies to be like, oh, I'm not like, you know, Having to be like it's not even like about being super careful. it's just like, oh, I feel like I can be fully myself because that's what you want like like the, some parents like that's what they want. they want you to be fully right. yourself and you're you know? not and you
1: can be you don't have to be as careful about what you say to the kids because you know that
0: because right you're imparting they values believe that the they, same
1: things, yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. right,
2: hi, hope you're enjoying this episode. Just wanted to pop on here and remind you to check out our Patreon community. If you go to patreon.com/slash chronicles of Nania, you can gain access to bonus episodes that come out monthly, as well as ad-free episodes. So you don't have me interrupting in the middle of an episode. And you can ask questions in the Patreon only fan community. So this episode was created based off of a listener's question and in that community at any level of the Patreon, you can gain access to the community where you can ask your own questions and get help personalized help for whatever is going on in your nanny life so check it out again that's patreon.com slash chronicles of nannia
1: this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Tea. plus get 15% off your first order at branch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details Enjoy the rest of the show I've lost track what what
0: were you About saying? how
1: the last Annie family was said this is your last Oh yeah
0: <laughs> they're very supportive they were extremely supportive of my career I I have um not just one but several of the families that I've worked for have definitely been very supportive of their nanny having a career in the arts for sure. And, um, and yes, so my, the, the mom that I worked with most recently, she has been like, she's kind of become like a friend, a mentor, like we're very close. And she definitely said several times over the course of like a year, she's like, well, I don't know. I think we're your last one. And you're just going to take off now, which is very like, it's going to be great. And, like, yes. and they were my last name. I do work full-time in television now, which is fantastic. And uh, she's also somebody we used to say that we have very fertile intentions in the universe. Like you got to watch out. Cause when in this household, when we say something that we want to put out into the world, it's going to (laughs) happen. And so, and she's like that type of person. And so she did, she was like, well, I think we're going to be the last ones and you're going to go into TV after the, and like, it's going to be great. And so it's, it's, um, some parents will be extremely supportive of it. you know. (laughs) And also I have also before this family, I actually worked for two people who were, um, have veterans of the TV industry for like 20, 30 years. And like, um, and I was working with their, their, their old, they had older kids. So they were like, you know, between like 12 and 15 and, um, that family is, you know, in the industry themselves. So they were also, there's a shorthand there where they are very familiar with what you're trying to do. You know? <laughs> right.
1: I would yeah. also say too, that along those lines, you know, when parents find a good nanny, they don't want to give that nanny up. So if you want to pursue something, if you need to leave a little early, they're going to help you. They're going to work around you as opposed to just getting rid of you and trying to find someone new. I mean, you mentioned earlier that this was a, you know, care.com success story. You've heard one, like it is hard to find a good (laughs) nanny. So if you are a good nanny, Julie, and you want to like leave a little early for your gig, like they're going to let you, they're going to help work around it. They just
0: do. Right. Because I think we have a tendency to fear that Like, Oh no, like, I can't like tell that it's asking too much. I think we always, we may maybe fear like we're asking too much of them to, you know, to be supportive of like our schedule or our, you know, aspirations or whatever. And, um, yeah, they, they will like you, I just always thinking about it. Like you hold up your end of the bargain if right. you're doing a great right. job with their kids if and you're showing look, up yeah. to their home and being a part of everything they're gonna i mean you're getting there at what yeah.
1: six six thirty you know like you're
0: there <laughs> <laughs> like, like yes yes I think it's
1: okay like once a week if you're you know or once a, whatever it is sure. yeah
0: yeah, it's, yeah. It ends up being, it's a good situation it's very mutual where you're right. like supporting each other exactly yeah
1: exactly
2: right i also think um you know, this can't start right away for a lot of nannies, but as you develop your artistic life, when you interview, bring that in to the interview, say, you know, I am, I'm in a band or I'm a budding artist and I am also a really wonderful nanny. And like, here's the ways that my art helps me be a great nanny. Like I can bring my guitar and we can have you know song 100%. time like yeah uh, there's not free like, music
1: class yeah
2: free <laughs> music <laughs> class like what parent is going to be like no um
0: like that no I mean we have all we have all definitely am I correct in assuming we've all put on like shows with our nanny and kids or their parents when they come to yes. work like, yes. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> absolutely yeah um it's, it's a win-win for everybody yeah <laughs> exactly
2: Exactly. And I will also say that um, it's lucrative to then turn your skill into classes. You know, I directed a theater camp Mm. for years or taught um, like I helped develop preschool programming for Compass because that's the age that I really know how to work with. I know how to work with a lot of different ages, but they, they didn't have anyone in-house who had worked with preschoolers particularly. And so I was like, I can help you develop that program. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so it's lucrative to then teach classes on the side um,
1: as well as nannying, you know? Yeah, I think it, it can spill out into other parts of life too. Catherine and I actually every year, Um, We volunteer at this shelter with people that are experiencing homelessness, but they all have children. And every Tuesday, you know, we would go and play with them. And it's fine to just like go and play. But then Catherine and I were like, what else can we do like to help them? Like, what else can they learn? Well, we know all about improv and film and TV. So we started to show up and do workshops with them where we would film them. And then they would get to, you know, hold a boom mic or hold the clapper or, you know, get to see themselves on TV. And it was a lot of their first time, like ever being in front of a camera or doing things like that. And it just like totally blew their worlds and minds. And now we get to do this like every year with them. I mean, it just like, and it's all volunteers, so it's not paid, but it's a whole nother way of getting to use those skills.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and for that population where a lot of their trauma comes from not being seen, what a gift to yeah. give them like Absolutely. we're here to completely pay attention to you and your story. Totally. Like that's wonderful work. Um and yeah, and I I I agree. I think it can spill out into so many different areas of your life and fill that like I think also keeping in mind that filling your creative cup doesn't have to only come from, I am on a stage with an audience getting paid. Um, although that is ideal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although that is the dream. Doesn't happen very often. Um, and, we,
0: and we welcome it. And thank you very much. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to turn it down, but like there are <laughs> other yeah. ways, you know, like this podcast, like, Honestly, one of the reasons that I started this podcast was because I was finding it difficult to be in rehearsal five nights a week yeah. and Nanny and I had decided to go back to school and all this stuff. And so um, that was one of the reasons that I started this, because I was like, this way I get to interview folks. I get to be curious. I get to have a lot of the things that I really like about myself in a theatrical space um without having to commit five nights a week it's
1: your own you get to make your own schedule yes
2: exactly (laughs) right um Yeah. yeah and so one thing that I wanted to bring up because I hear it in um the way that Julie's talking in that email is that um so my, uh, supervisor in my therapy program brought this up to us is that there are, um, there's this thing called the conscious competence ladder. Um, and it was developed in the 1970s. Um, and so we go through four phases when we're developing skills. Um, the first is unconsciously unskilled. So we don't know that we don't have this skill and we, uh, or that we need to learn it. So like you're, that's kind of like, you don't know (laughs) uh, anything. Um, And so, and I think most of us are beyond that in uh, nannying. If you have been a nanny for a while, you, you probably know the skills that you need to bump up. So then the next one is consciously unskilled. And this is like the most frustrating stage of anything so we know that we don't have the skill um we know that we're like we're like I need to learn more in this area I need to grow more in this area but you're not there yet right Ira Glass has a really lovely quote about this as well of like you're you can see like how you want it to be but you can't quite get there yet and it feels frustrating
0: yeah Um,
2: and so if you are in this area of either nanny or artistic life, it's a frustrating place to be. Um, and then the next one is consciously skilled. So we know we have the skill and you're like, but you have to still be working at the skill. Like you're, you're consciously putting an effort to become better at the skill. From the email, I would say this is probably where Julie is of mm-hmm. like, I want to get better as both an artist and as a nanny. And I feel like I am having to divide my attention between both. Um, and that feels frustrating. And then the last one is unconsciously skilled. So you are you don't have to put in that effort anymore, right? Like you're, the skill is in your bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, you know, a lot of like, we're always going to want to be growing and learning as both artists and nannies, but a lot of us, like after 10 years as a nanny, I'm more in the unconsciously skilled area of nannying because it's like, I can go on autopilot and still yes, be teaching totally. the kids a lot. Yes. Um, not yes. that I do, but I can go on autopilot, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to mention that because for therapy, I'm in the consciously unskilled part right now. And it is so frustrating And because <laughs> I'm like, I know that I could, that I can do better than this, yeah. um, but I can't quite get there yet. And so just normalizing that that is a phase of learning a skill, I think is important. It's
1: Absolutely. very interesting. Yeah. And I, yeah,
0: yeah. I just think awareness of it is so great. That's key.
1: Totally. And the fact that especially for Julie, that she is aware and wants to, and is taking the steps to do both and learn more. I mean, in that sense, I feel like it's all about just like figuring out your schedule. Like that's all you need Mm -hmm. to do at that point is you've got both of those skills. You just need to figure out when and how they're going to work together. Cause they will, they will work together. You just have to and without overdoing yourself and like burning yourself out.
0: Yep. But then it'll all come. It'll, it'll all. Come, yeah. yeah.
1: And you'll, and you'll get into a rhythm, get into a groove of doing both and you'll be okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I also think keeping in mind that growth isn't linear that, you know, like sometimes our artistic life is going to take a backseat. And mm-hmm. sometimes our nanny life is going to take a backseat. Um, And that, yeah, like learning and growing, especially as a nanny, like there are seasons that um, I grow a lot. And then there are seasons that I'm like, okay, I need to work on what I've learned now for a while and just play with it. And I I know the same is true in being an artist as well of like, cool, I just got this new cord. (laughs) I'm not going to learn. Uh, this is me trying to <laughs> talk yeah. about music that I don't <laughs> really know. Um, but like, I just, I just ma- like, I just got this new song or whatever. And like, I haven't mastered it yet. And you have to keep practicing until you master it. And that time can feel frustrating. Um, but a lot of work is happening in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in your experience too, with like going in school and all this stuff, like you've had to switch, Nanny families to work around your schedule. So like maybe right. there were times where you're just doing afternoon pickups and then sure until like the parents that. get home or you're just doing more a, you know, you right. find what works for you.
0: Definitely. You don't have to
1: be the full time all the time.
0: Right. Right. And that, I think um, that uh, makes me think of something that was like briefly touched on earlier, just like the idea of being able to go back to nannying between between gigs that you might have, or like, you know, I actually did that. I um, was uh working on set for a series. And then when that, um, because, you know, for those who don't know a lot about it, that uh, when you were working on a TV show, usually usually like on a season of TV, usually it's going to be like a four month long project and then it's going to end. And there's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of like, you know, looking for the next gig all the time and, I did go back to nannying after, uh, the show I was working on wrapped. And that is it, it, I've always thought in, in my head, like it's something that I can always do. You mm-hmm. can do it part-time. You can do it full-time. You can do it. You can stop doing it for a while. You can go back to it. And I was able to go back to it. And that I feel really grateful for that. And like, I'm proud of that, that I have that as a career and as a skill that I can, you know, make part of my life as, as needed. And, um, I think that to have those things, like you know, to have those things that you can do to to support yourself financially, to make money. Like I said, and like um, you know. Weave them in and out of your creative life, and use and do both at the same time. To me, I've never, I've honestly never done only one of those two things. At the, I've always done both at the same time. I don't know how to do it else. What else. <laughs> at some point in my life, I'm just going to be doing one thing, and i be like, I don't, I don't know. But what also, the about. fact of
1: the matter is, we love it. We really right? like <laughs> it, I, and I
0: like being busy, and I like. And when you find those, a yeah. family
1: that yes. you like, and you, you yes. don't, you know, you want to know what the kids are. <laughs>
0: you can't right. just be out
1: of their lives forever. It just doesn't happen.
0: Oh no. Oh my God. No, you're you're never out of their lives Yeah, Yeah. I, we, you know, I assume others are like me where you get Christmas cards from them and you send them Christmas cards or whatever, you know, um, and stay in touch and it's great. But yeah, I, so, so I just feel like that's something to be proud of and not to worry about. You can come back to it. You can, you know, and I think there's a lot of stigma for artists out there to be like, okay, so I was, you know so I was on the show and now I'm and now I'm like gonna be nanny again. Now I'm back to the like like it's sometimes it's used as a bad word, like the day job of right. it all, you know. Um
1: but it's still just as hard work as anything else. <laughs> right, right,
0: right, right. Yes. Oh my well, yeah, it's like the it can be the hardest. Work, yeah.
1: But. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's reframing
2: that so it's not yeah, you're a failure if you're if you're going right. quote
0: unquote back to nanny. Age. I had to reframe that for myself and I basically changed it the story from like you said feeling like like oh I have failed and I'm going back to Danny to like to being proud of the fact that I have these multiple areas that I can tap into that multiple skill sets and like these are all things that I do.
1: To like be yeah. proud of it.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that the like Leah was saying, the creativity of the schedule um can can really be freeing um yeah. that we don't you know that your nanny family isn't going to come to you and be like hey we've noticed <laughs> that like in the evenings when you're not with us you're doing these other things do you need us to change the schedule that's not going to happen but if right. you go to them and say hey like my uh band like is going to go on tour or you know my i need Friday afternoons off um, for such and such a reason. um, How can we make this work? Um, And sometimes that can be like, you have a busy season with your artistic life, and you maybe bring on another nanny for a little while so that, you know, you're still there some of the days of the week, but then you're handing it off to like Katie and Leah, like you're handing it off to another nanny. um, And ideally a nanny that you are friendly with um, is perfect, but you know, you can be more creative. It doesn't have to be all or nothing.
1: Yeah. And that's on that point too, you know, when Katie started her full-time job and they were looking, her family was looking for somebody to help fill that in. She Mm -hmm. thought of me immediately. And, and like, there was, I mean, there was still an interview process, but it was like, are you available? Yes, I yes. already know. She, that. Got,
0: she had my stamp of approval and they were like, great. And go. that's <laughs> like, like, you know, that's you
1: know. really nice too is, that of nannies, of too, is having that community of nannies, of families too, that need help. Like, like I said before, you're not going to get rid of those people if right. you need, you yeah. know, if yep, you need them.
2: Sure. Yeah. And I will say nannies right now, there is a childcare shortage. Really? In, yes, there yeah. is absolutely a childcare shortage wow. going on. I've had agents reach out to me and be like, "Do you know any nannies?
0: I'm really struggling to find wow. nannies."
1: Interesting. Right now. Um, Does that
0: have to do with the, the? I mean, that's just coming out of the pandemic and people like being everybody working from home and not like having childcare, you know, hmm. like they did before. Um, it's that it's that um,
2: a lot of uh, folks in the child care industry have gotten burnt out and decided to go with a different direction completely. Mm. Um, it's that um, I mean, honestly, it's that a lot of child care workers were affected really negatively by COVID. A lot of the childcare workers that I know, myself included, got COVID. Um, And Mm. so like, it's just hard, you know? Like health has changed in that because we were frontline workers, you know? Like I never stopped going to work, um, even at the height. I wonder
1: if too, if like having the parents home all the time affected things too.
2: Absolutely, yes. it may it took the joy out of nannying for a lot of folks um, yeah because it's just it's a different beast
1: yeah it is it is working
2: with the parents working from home so it's a culmination of a lot of things um but I mention it because we have a lot of power right now to decide where it goes from here and so um Instead of, you know, backing off and not speaking up for your own wants and needs in a situation, now is the time to absolutely bring up your wants and needs and use yeah. that I language, you know, use, you're not going to be like, you all never blah, blah, blah. Cause that's not going <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> to go over well,
2: but, um, you know, within the, like you were saying, Leah, If a nanny family loves you, they're going to (laughs) try to keep you, you know, it's giving you Friday afternoons off is so much easier than finding a whole new nanny. Totally. Yeah. Um, And if you're doing the hybrid where it is a couple different nannies, because maybe you're in a busy season as an artist, offer to help find the other nanny because one, you're going to have to touch base with that person. So you want it to be someone already that, you know, you can get along with and work Mm -hmm. with. Um, and you also, when your kids are with another nanny, if their nannying style is completely different than yours, that's a lot more work for you. So being involved in that hiring process is a good move. Um, and it also is like goodwill from the family of being like, I, I know that I'm somewhat putting you in a bind. Here is how I'm helping solve it. Totally. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I feel like we touched on almost everything. Is there, <laughs> is there another know. area that, that you all were hoping we would get to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet?
0: I just wanted to say a personal uh, win for me, like a great moment for me yes. on this topic was the night that I had, I had a sketch show at second city in Chicago. And I, that like, you know, that like ran for six weeks and, and I was, I told my nanny and parents at the time about it and they were like, you know, really super excited about it. And, um and then I was still friends with the family that I had worked um, with before that. So what happened was both of these couples, my previous uh, nanny and parents, and then the ones I was working for at the time, both decided to come to my show. They met, the two couples met at my show, and it was like a date night for the four of them Aww. at my show. Who was watching like, the kids? I was just about to tell that story, and I was like, where were the children at? I don't <laughs> actually remember where they were. Now, it was probably a grandparent or an aunt or uncle or something for both uh, in both cases, but um. But that was like, just, I was so happy about it. And then they, you know, and then of course they were like talking about the show the next day and all that. And it was so cool to be like, they knew me as a whole person and they came to see what I was doing at night. And they, and I loved having them in the audience because it was like, you know, it doesn't have to be this thing where you're keeping that. Like, I don't really understand. It's hard for me to understand when people are like, well, I don't tell them I do that. Like, oh no, I want them to know that I yeah, do that. Yeah, you want the audience and then, members. <laughs> yeah, and also like, we want to fill right. seats, come to our show. And yeah, so it was very, very fun to, and then I introduced them to each other Aww. that night and that was, it was really, really cool to see. So that just makes you feel great as a nanny with the kids too, to be like, everybody's on the same page. This is what we all do. And like, it's just, yeah, yeah. It, it was a really, really fun moment for me. That's really <laughs> sweet.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I've had I've had nanny parents come to my shows, too. And it does make you feel like you get what I'm doing, like you understand. And then, you know, the next day they're pitching you ideas like, wouldn't this be fun? And you're like, all right, well, (laughs) let's leave that to me. But the writing is up
2: to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that any opportunity that we have to show up as our full selves at work and, you know, we obviously keep it age appropriate for kids like, but to be able to bring your full self to work and not have to hide part of who you are is really important. Totally. Mm-hmm. totally. Um, and so I love that story. And it also, Katie, it also made me think of one more kind of tip. Um, I think sometimes there's this like, scarcity mindset that nannies can get into of like i need to be the only person that my nanny family depends on because then they will always call me and i encourage folks to challenge that in their brains because it really does take a, a village and if you are trying to balance being an artist and a nanny um, it behooves you to have more people that they can call so that you are not the only person on their babysitting list on there, yeah. you know? And so bringing more folks and recommending friends that you trust, recommending, um, nanny agencies, if, if need be that you trust things like that, um, is it, is an important step, I think, in being able to live your life as fully as you want.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, you know, having that nanny squad that we had in Chicago, like, I'm pretty sure we all babysat for each other's kids Absolutely. in the nighttime right. at one point or another, you know, sure. it was yeah. like, oh, well, do you think they're available? Well, I'll, I'll call them for you. Like, you don't even have to reach out. I'll do it. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, definitely. The the nanny that I had replaced for one of my Chicago families, she went into teaching and she, but she was definitely like, she still lived in the same city and she was uh, in the teaching field, but like missed the kids and everything. And we had a great relationship and she would like be like, Oh, if you can't make that date night, like I'll do it. You know? And so we had a great, that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I, I don't, you know, I don't think that that's what you were saying with that story, but it did trigger that in my brain of being sure, like, yeah. um, it's important to, to help your nanny family add to their, who they call when they need a babysitter list. Cause that's hard for yeah. nanny families. Like they don't know a
1: million nannies like we do. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So um, yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah it's
2: gonna be wow well, i, would,
0: I was just gonna say it's gonna be great julie don't worry julie it's gonna be great. yes yes write yes. the songs yes. be in the band baby be in the band. do yes. both things it's gonna be wonderful
2: yes <laughs> try out the appropriate ones on your nanny kids i Holy. sometimes i would do appropriate monologues in front of my nanny kids and i was like if i can capture their attention for this minute, so then I'm going to be able to capture the casting so people's attention.
1: A hundred percent.
2: Because their attention if, goes oh, like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and if she's into like, you know, punk or metal or something, like turn those lyrics or like take lyrics from kids songs and do them in the style of, you know, it'll like expand oh, sure. their sure. music taste, which is so important. Yep. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I love
2: it. I love it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and I, I do want to say that if you as a listener are like, well, I have a question like this, Hey, send it in. Cause eventually I do make the episode about it. <laughs> 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 it takes me a while, but, um, this was a really, really wonderful question that I don't think that I would have thought of by myself. So just like it takes a village to raise a kid, it takes a village to make a podcast. Please let me know your questions um and a great way to do that is by joining the Patreon community um because no matter which level you choose, you get to be part of the Facebook Nanny Community, where it's like very contained. You're not gonna get some of the drama that happens on the nanny boards because it's Ooh. really contained, um, and you'll get like good advice from like-minded nannies um, out there, um, as well as bonus episodes at certain levels. You get bonus episodes. We've got one about true crime in nannying, and we've got one Ooh. about boundaries uh where we read set boundaries find peace um another nanny and i and uh discussed that book on it and we're gonna have more bonus content too every month there's a new episode so um check out the patreon because you get a lot more content that way and um you can ask questions like this and i will eventually make an episode about it (laughs) awesome so where can folks find you Leah let's start with you
1: um well personally I'm all over all of the social medias but I mentioned my sketch group pure and weary and we are on instagram at pure and weary uh, we also have a youtube page we make tiktok videos as well you can find us there um we're not we don't have any live shows at the moment unfortunately live theater is a little hard to come by these days but yeah. we're hoping to get back out but we do always have digital content so you can check that out
2: and it's so funny, y'all. Go check oh, it out because it will you. <laughs> brighten your day. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's also true. Um, and Katie, <laughs> where can folks find you?
0: Um, I am on social media under my name, Katie L. Visser, And um, and also I have a new-ish project. It's like a new old project. We, um, uh, my co-host and co-producer and I started a variety hour that, went super, super well, like a couple weeks before the pandemic happened. So of course we had a beautiful (laughs) opening, sold out the show. Wonderful. Shut it down. (laughs) And we are this week bringing that show back to the stage. Very excited about it. Um, You can find that on Instagram at the nonfiction at the nonfiction show, but there is a underscore after the you know how that of goes course. it'll be down <laughs> um, in the show notes yeah right uh, so look for that um and if you're in la come to that show we're going to do it every couple of months it's a variety hour um that uh the whole point of which is to is to expect all of the artists to be very vulnerable and be themselves on stage so it's very full self uh, entertaining be <laughs> your full soul. self yes wow. if any nannies in los angeles want to come and perform that it will be in yeah there's an opportunity to do that at the at the non-fiction show so and it's
1: masked and It so it is masked and vaxxed away.
0: very important we take that very seriously so it's a let's let's have a good safe happy time That's right. get your booster <laughs> get yes your booster. yes get your
2: boosters also i I wanted to add, cause that made me think of another aspect of this is like, not only should we support each other as nannies, but we should support each other as artists as well. And so yes. if, you know, a fellow nanny is doing artistic work, like have, go support them in totally. their work definitely. because yes. definitely, like that one strengthens your bond. It like strengthens your horizons artistically and It just is a really lovely thing to do.
1: And then you get to post about it. Nanny night
2: (laughs) out. Nanny night out. Which, yes, I have old posts from when we would go as a nanny squad and support different folks in our nanny squad. So, um, yeah, I, I just am so excited for the fullness of the nanny world. You know, like nannies are doing it and by it, I mean a lot of different things and it's right. really yeah. cool and changing the world, um, Woo. both by work through the, through their work with children, but also through our work as artists and creative beings. So totally keep going.
1: keep yes, going. Do it.
2: Um, awesome. Okay. We end each episode with a cute, fun story. And I think both of y'all have brought
0: one. Is that true? Yep, yeah. I got I got one <laughs> ready to go. So uh, she remembers everything. <laughs> I have the I, burden of a really good memory. It's it's a problem.
2: I love it. All right, Katie, <laughs> let's hear it.
0: Um, my cause you said it was like something like inspiring or heartfelt or heartwarming or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So what I all that the story I always think of in that category, um, one of my Los Angeles nannying children was playing when I was leaving this was um a while ago um this was pre-COVID when I was doing a lot of shows and I would like be often leave uh nanny and go right to a show I was particularly nervous about this one and I had told her parents that I was nervous about it and they were being very supportive they were like you got this whatever and they told her as I was leaving the house like tell Katie she's got this and like everybody's like 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 you know yelling and cheering was very exciting and being a like 3 or 4 year old at the time she was much more invested in the dollhouse that she was playing with mm-hmm. on the living room floor than in what was going on and she was playing but her mom told her give katie some advice before she leaves the house like like what do you want to tell her she, like tell her she's going to be great and she looked up at me and said we have everything we need and i took it as a life mantra for the rest of time, we have everything we need. And then realized that she was talking about how the fact that she had gathered all the furniture she needed for the dollhouse. She's like, we've got everything we need for this dollhouse, It's great. <laughs> but of course me going to that show was like, we have everything we need, we can do it. You got it, <laughs> you're all set. Just- So, (laughs) we have everything we need, everyone.
2: We (laughs) have everything we need. That is, that's an excellent mantra. Um,
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, mean, from the mouths of babes. Uh, Okay.
2: So true.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) I love Um, that. All right, Leah. Yeah. Okay. So, mine was actually, it wasn't one of my nanny kids, but it was another nanny kid who had come to see one of my shows. And it was a child appropriate show. And about, I wanna say halfway through the show, this kid who must have been two at the time, a little girl, she walked up, she left her parents, walked up to the lip of the stage, stayed there, (laughs) just staring at me right in my eyes for a good (laughs) five minutes. Parents didn't come and collect her and then continued to stay there. And I was like, are they gonna come get her or do I keep making eye contact with her? Like I'm in the middle of the show, what do I do? Uh, throughout the course of the time that she stood up there, which they just let her stay there the entire time, which I thought was great. She would look back at her parents and then take a step up (laughs) walking up to the stage kept looking they never came to collect her, and she stayed there for the entirety of the show and it was like I was performing to her solo this is for you she had the best time
0: she's gonna be an
1: actor well and then at the end of the show she got to come up onto the stage finally which is where she wanted to be yes (laughs) took a look backstage was just an awe but this was also a kid who kind of had one of those deadpan faces didn't really make a lot of facial expressions um it was amazing and inspiring to me I was like this is yes you do whatever you want okay yes (laughs) one of my greatest moments in theater
2: (laughs) I loved (laughs) that I love how she was also kind of like making her own game of
1: mother may I of just like
2: just looking looking back back.
1: (laughs) they never came to collect her which I also really loved I was like they knew that she wasn't gonna go on stage but right. she pushed the boundaries a little bit. <laughs> she yeah, she up got up. as yeah. far as she could without
2: she technically did. getting up yeah. on stage. Yeah, um, and I also know you as an artist, and know if she had wandered up on stage, that you would have like worked it Scooped in her and right up. Yeah, and, like <laughs> made the show better for it, so it was a win-win either way. Uh, either way. Um, well, Leah and Katie, thank you so much for taking time to talk about this. This has been a blast.
1: Thank you. Thank this you so much fun. so
2: good. And Julie, thanks for the question. I yes. really Thank appreciate you, it. And I am serious. If you have a question, uh please submit it. Email me chroniclesofnania at gmail.com because um it inspires me to make different content than is in my my own brain. So, um, awesome. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.